Hey, this is Max, and welcome to the Running System Podcast. Uh, I got a special guest today, JT, from the Consequence of Habit Podcast. JT, why don't you introduce yourself? All right. First of all, Max, I want to say uh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. This is, uh, I, I, sure. I rarely do this, uh, so I'm pretty excited just to, to be able to get on the show. Um, like you said, my name is JT, and I am the host of the Consequence of Habit Podcast. And uh, that whole thing started uh, when I had to start looking at my own life and, and some of the things I was doing habit wise and specifically for me that was my relationship with alcohol and and how it was affecting my life and um man i, I you know like everyone has this idea of who they are right like he, as as yep. a man or woman uh, a husband a wife a mother daughter all these different things and i could see uh as i started looking at things that i was not fulfilling this image of what i thought i was right so and one of the main contributors to that was was like I said, it was my relationship with alcohol. So, um, I come from a long line of drinkers. I come from, I was, uh, I was in the military. I surrounded myself with, with like-minded people, people who did the same things I did. So when you do that, you, you don't really see some of the, the problems, right? Cause you're just, it seems like the norm. Um, so I changed that in my life. I changed some of the people I was around. I changed my relationship with, with alcohol. Um, I went through a 12 step program. I'm still in it. And after, after I made this change, I like, I just saw there was a lot less drama in my life. Like a lot of my relationships started improving. I mean, they're not perfect, but they were improving. Uh, so after that, I just, I was really interested in talking to other people who have made positive changes in their life, looked at the consequences of some of their habits and, and started doing something different. So that's a broad spectrum. That could be anybody from, uh, I've talked to heroin addicts that have almost killed themselves and then you know, somehow have, have changed that and, and grown on to, to be super successful people, uh, to people have always been high achieving. Um, but I, I want to pick their brain about what they're doing, what are their habits, how are they adding value to their life? Um, and that's really about it. Yeah, I, I love that. And, um, you know, the, the title of it, Consequence of Habit, it, it really resonates with what you're trying to, what you're trying to do. You know, it's, it's not just about bad habits, you know, cause a lot of people associate the word consequence with, oh, that's a bad thing. But there are good consequences. You know, like you said, the very successful people, they all have very similar habits where, you know, uh, they get up early or they have like a strong mindset about, you know, I need to I need to be successful. It's it's just the consequences for them are good. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And it's it's really it really resonates with me, too, because um, I mean, for, for those of you that have been following the podcast for a while, uh, my podcast you'll know that I've, I've been battling with uh, very, very big demons, you know, like a, lo a lot of mental issues. Mm -hmm. And just recently this, you know, probably in uh, about January, February, right around the time that this whole COVID thing hit, yeah. um, you know, I lost a lot of my ability to, to, to do the things I love, yeah. you know, to pursue my hobbies, pursue my passions. And I really had to sit down and realize that uh, without those, what am I, you know, and, and I, I was able to realize that I'm, I'm more than that. You know, I, I don't need those things to, to feel better about myself. And I started to feel better my, about myself. And I realized that, you know, my demons are, are, are not something that I can fully fight. Um, but there, there's something I have to live with it. You know, it's, it's a consequence of, of who I am, Yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's in all honesty, I'm still battling these, these demons, uh, not, not because I want to, but just because I'm trying to get them to work in a way where I, I can be happy, you know, yeah. and I've, I've, 
I'll be honest, you know, this is probably about the happiest I've been in a long, long time. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Like, um, and I've talked to other people the same thing where they have this identity, like they're really wrapped up in in whatever their identity is. And uh, I'm still learning it myself, man. Like, I, I you know, I have a job, I I have all of these other things, um, but there was there was still a reason when I was I still needed to escape every single night. Uh, and when I say escape, that was for me was through was through alcohol and. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like, um, it wasn't like, you know, you think somebody goes through a 12 step or there's a lot of us who, who have a vice and that may not be alcohol. Um, it may, you know, it may not be drugs. It could be some people, it's a hobby. Some people it's work. It's in, you know, when you're forced to sit in your own head, in your own thoughts and COVID has been a huge, I mean, that's. There's a lot of people that have either picked up some really bad habits or this has forced them to really look at, at their life and try and figure out what their identity is. Is it all of these other things or, you know, who am I? What is this whole thing about? So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, speaking of that, you know, again, this whole COVID thing, one of the things I love to do is jujitsu. You, you know, jujitsu, it's grappling yeah, martial yeah. art. Um, and there's a lot of people that I talk to where, you know, they're literally addicted to it, you know, like. There's, there's guys, they got, um, like busted teeth, broken bones and, and all these, these nasty things happening to their body. And, and, you know, they, they still train and it's, they don't even realize it. You know, they don't even notice that, that they're killing themselves, literally yeah. killing themselves to do something that, that you can stop, right, you know, right. like I've been doing it for about, I've been doing martial arts for about 15 ish years, wow. but I've been doing jujitsu for about 10 wow. And a lot of people think like they'll, they'll hear that and they'll be like, oh man, you must love it. And again, going back to the beginning of this year, I, I hated it because I thought it was the thing that was dragging me th- wow. down. I thought it was the thing that was, that was killing me. You know, I felt like I was one of those guys that was just addicted. Mm-hmm. And, and like you're saying, it's this addiction, it's just a bad thing. You know, it's, it's something that you wrap yourself around and, and, and you, you almost, it's it's an escape for people, yes, but but you force yourself to into that escape when you don't need to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, with this whole this whole situation, people have been constantly just like saying, "Oh, I got I got to get back, I got to get back," and it's like you got to find something else, you know. Yeah, like find f- find the real you, you know. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. It, it's because it, and it's it's an up and down battle. Like, yeah, you know, you all have. Um, what I think are moments of clarity and, mm-hmm. and, but it's, it's funny, man. I think, I think if the, the further you go on these, these journeys and, and I'm literally just starting this was, but if anything, it's, it's an awareness, it's an awareness. Like, uh, I have, I don't like sitting in my own head, right? I don't like yeah. just sit. I, 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 I know I'm ADHD. Um, I, I have a hard time just being left by myself without anything to stimulate me in some way, my, my brain in some way I I'm constantly. Uh, so I'll take something like my, like my phone, man, the, the amount of, the amount of us that are addicted to phones and I'm, I am oh, yeah. full fledged, man. My name is JT and I am a phonaholic. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's a constant fight and, and you'll get these moments of clarity, like whether it's through, you know, after physical activity or meditation or something where, um, you just feel calm and, and man, like that is not something, uh, I mean, I'm chasing that, right. I'm chasing just calmness um, and, and 
you look at the world we're in right now, dude, calmness is, it is the furthest thing. It's like this perfect yeah. storm and you take, uh, I can, I could go on a rant, but you, you take what's going on in the world and you put that on top of, of people losing jobs and, uh, they've got nothing to do with, you know, this pandemic and it's, um, and people are really struggling now. So, I mean, I, I give you props for, th there are very few people, Max, that, that can say at this point that they are some of the happiest they've ever been. Most, most people are, are on the flip side of that. So, so well done. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing is like, I'll be honest. Um, a lot of people don't really know this. Like when I was in high school, um, that's when I started, mm. you know, I, I was suicidal. Mm. I was depressed and, and, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't know why. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what was wrong. I didn't had nothing to be um, depressed about. Yeah. Like my parents, you know, they raised me right. They raised me good. Um, they never really beat me. They did beat me, of course, you know, but it wasn't that bad. Right. Um, I got good grades. I had a lot of friends. I just, it was just a mental state that I was in. Mm. And I, I just want to, you know, thank God I, I didn't have the bottle. Yeah. I didn't have you know, like drugs. I didn't have these things to be the escape, Yeah. you know, and good and bad. I found jujitsu. I found weightlifting. I found this fitness that was the escape for me. And I, I just always had to get back in there. And that was the only time I felt happy. And it'd been that way for again, 10, 15 years. And I just, I learned to live with it, but I didn't, I didn't learn to grow from it, you mm. know? And, th and that was the issue. Like I started this podcast maybe about three years ago, trying to figure out how I can grow from it, yeah. how I can, how I can become the best version of myself right. or at least a better version of myself. You know, that's one of my mantras in life is you don't get good. You only get better. Right. And so, you know, it, it took a lot and, and I, I can't say like that I've achieved something because I still have so much more to go, mm. but you know, thank you so much for at least saying that, that I've done good, you know, cause that does make me feel, feel better about the journey I've been on. Um, and yeah, I do feel a lot happier because I've realized that. And, um, you know, even with the whole situation, I found a job. Yeah. I've been, I've been unemployed for over a year. Um, yeah, I'd been unemployed for over a year. I'd been struggling with, uh, school mm -hmm. because I had, I had decided to pursue my master's from, you know, instead of being stuck in dead end job to dead end job, I needed to pursue something higher. Right. Um, you know, got a house, got a beautiful, great girlfriend and, and really crazy dog. So. That's awesome. And so <laughs> I, I really can say this is the happiest time of my life, you know, and it's, it's all, all thanks to, I don't want to say thanks to, but, you know, this whole situation, I've been trapped in myself. You know, I have to face myself instead of being like, oh, I'll do it later or like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, I'm, I'm going crazy. It's no, I, th there's a reason I feel this way. You know, there's a, there's a reason I escape. Yeah. And it, it you know, so it's, it's been this amazing journey for me and, and, I believe you started your podcast around the beginning of the year as well, right? I did. I, I did. I, you know, I, I had hosted a, a podcast for um, an, another company, like a, a company called Killcliff. It's a drink company. And, uh, and, but it was a much different format. And, and I, I, without COVID, what I've got going on wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, it, it, this, the whole concept of it, um, even trying to figure out in my own head, like what I was trying to do. And I'm dude, it's still work in progress. It's like you, um, really happened because I had, I had time, right. You have, you have time on your hands and yeah, I th like I look at you and you, you, you're, you're 
taking advantage of it. And a lot of people aren't right. So this is, this is a great time to kind of reflect on, on your own life and, and what you're doing. And, um, you mentioned kind of the, the jujitsu and the, the martial arts was your thing. And, you know, when you couldn't do it, now you're forced to kind of figure out these things. And, and I was literally listening to something today and it was, I think it was on Rogan. Uh, they used the term, um, was it like grow through trauma? Some, something along those lines of, of actually taking these things. Uh, and, and sometimes it's, it's a situation where it's forced. Like, you know, it's like the bandage ripped off your, your identity's ripped off from you because, because of, of COVID. Uh, I talked to another, uh, another guy who was a Navy SEAL and he gets, um, he gets injured and kind of thrown out of the SEAL teams somewhere along those lines. Right. So he's got a couple unfortunate things in his life. Um, and then right after that nine 11 happens. So now he's like selling mm. copier machines and he's spent a substantial amount of his, his life leading up to being a seal, right? He was a, he was an Annapolis, a, a Navy graduate, um, a Navy Academy, a Naval Academy graduate goes to the seal teams, goes through all this training, does all these different things, has some unfortunate things happen in his life. And now he's not a Navy seal. And now the biggest it's like it's like the super bowl for these guys is kicking off and he's sitting at home selling coffee machines um yeah and so so it, i mean it's not the same but it but it, it is there is something to be said about it right because yeah for sure i mean i i actually wanted to be in the navy um because one of the things i was thinking about like maybe i can find a calling mm-hmm. um and I thought about the seals, you know, and I did research on, and it's, it's a tough process, man. It's basically like a lifelong journey of, of trying to be a seal and, and to get that snatched away like that. Um, it, I know it's tough, you know, it's, yeah. it's definitely something tough and you actually served. And so you, you served, right? I did. Uh, for, yep. uh, which, uh, I was, there, I was air force. I was air force. Air force. Yep. Oh, so you're smart. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I mean, you, you've probably seen it pretty much your whole life as well seeing all this 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 need uh to to really answer the call mm. you know and, and that's something i had thought about for a long time i actually knew a bunch of guys that were uh military men and i'll be honest they actually strayed me away from it mm. you know they were yeah. telling me things uh, essentially horror stories yeah. like hey you're young you know find find something that you know it is a good calling but it's something that you really have to commit to um and man some of the stories they told me some of the things they've been through was just um for for a teenage kid it was something i was like okay yeah and let me let me rethink yeah see my experiences were a little different i i, I went in i'm with this i'm 45 years old right so uh i went in in 95 and i got out in 2000 so so my military experience is much much different um and to be, uh, to be 100% honest, I went in the military because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was a lost kid who tried college, lasted, uh, wow, shit, I didn't last a semester. So, um, and I was completely lost. And, I, you know, it was great for me. I, 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 do, I do well under structure. Um, but if you leave me to my own devices, uh, especially back then, it, things probably, well, not probably, things didn't go well. So the military was great for me. Um, I got out and I self-destructed a little bit, um, straightened myself out. It's been a constant struggle, kind of ups and downs. Uh, but, but I, I definitely get that with the, with the military. Everyone has their own experiences for, like I said, I wasn't in, I, I had some great assignments. I was in the air force. My life was pretty good. Uh, 
<laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, but the, the, you know, the, everyone, like you said, has a calling. The fact that you're even on here actually talking about, Hey man, I was suicidal as a teenager and you're, you're expressing those things. Um, and other people can hear this and, and can hear that and then, you know, can relate to it. I mean, that's a calling in itself because I, I, I think one of the best things that somebody can do, and, and I've talked to other people that are doing it way better than I am, but is, is to see these things, start making a positive change and then start bringing people along with you, right? Like try and for that loss, that loss, Max, who doesn't know even why he, he's, he's having these thoughts. He hears something on, on a podcast or uh, something and goes, Hey man, I'm not alone. Like there's other people like me out there. So. Yeah, for sure. I actually, um, I, uh, had someone on, he was a bit younger than me, but, um, he had talked about his, his attempt, mm -hmm. his actual attempt. Like I never really attempted it, right. you know, attempted to kill myself. And then he was relating this, the story about, um, he had basically been dead for about 25 minutes. Wow. You know, he, he'd OD'd and, um, just OD'd at home. No one else was home. And, just grabbed all these pills, all these meds, and, and just took them. And thankfully, his mom was literally at the door coming in. And, uh, yeah, he said he was. the doctors pronounced him dead for about 25 minutes before they were able to resuscitate him. Jesus. And so hearing something like that, hearing how he didn't give up, and, uh, you know, he's, he's really, he's kind of living, as he said, out of spite. You know, <laughs> just like, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it, and I don't need to do it, you know, kind of. And, um yeah, it's, it's really eye-opening. I, I I hear about all these stories. You know, of course, you see them all the time online, especially now where we're all this, like, cyberbullying or even just, like, physical bullying. And it's just, it's taken to a whole new level where it's not even directly at you, but somehow it affects you. Yeah. You know, and then that's the thing about, like, the age that we're in, like, the modern era where, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be directly at you to affect you. Yeah. And everyone experiences life differently. And everyone experiences those those like micro traumas differently yeah and um, it, it's tough because i really want to help these people and, and that's the, one of the reasons i started this was to to try and reach out to people and trying to say like again like you said hey you're not alone um i'm max i've experienced it uh and then i'm getting through it yeah. and i want you to get through it too you know and um with yours too as well with this this alcoholism uh growing up you know how I grew up. Um, I knew a lot of guys that they they didn't admit it, but they are alcoholics. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, like you said, it was just they surround themselves with the crowd of alcoholics, and you'll never know what you what you are un until you you see it from the outside. You know, and you'll never be able to see it from the outside if everyone around you sees it the same way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You just live in an echo chamber, um, and and alcohols. <clears throat> It's one of those things that it's it's so widely accepted. Uh, yeah, if 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 alcohol was invented uh, yesterday, I'm pretty sure it'd be legal tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like they would see the destructiveness of what it what it does. Um, but it is just it is what it is now, and and it's it's you know we, we're inundated with commercials, and you're surrounded by it. And you know, I, I used to think it was just because I was in the military or had had family members uh, that were. Um, that alcohol, you know, I, I don't want to put anybody out there, but alcohol has just always been, I call it like a cancer in my family. You know, it's just always been in, in my family. Um, but you know, 
the, the nice thing is you get to, you get to a point and you realize you, you have an opportunity to change that, right? Like you have an opportunity, like I have kids, like I grew up watching, um, people drink every single day and it didn't matter what it was. If, if it was, if it was a celebration, uh, they drank, if it was something to be sad, it didn't matter if it was a Wednesday, it just, that's what you did. Um, so that's where I thought, that's how I thought you lived your life. You know, I thought that's what dads do. Um, and then you get, you know, you get to a point in your life and you go, Hey man, I, I can do something different. You know, I, I don't need to do the same thing that everyone else has done around me. Um, and that's an opportunity, man. That's we all have like every day is, is an opportunity. And, um, I mean, I, I, I fail at it quite a bit, you know, not, not in the drinking part, but, um, you know, just trying to make this positive change, trying to, like you said, get a little, get a little bit better every day. You know, yep. I think what's great about this podcast thing is, is there's so many people out there now we can tap into. Um, I fear sometimes that, that some of the people we listen to are, um, they come across like they're, they're, they've got really got it together, you know, or like, I mean, they're just killing it every single day. And that's, that's not the norm. Like that's not, even, even my wife will get on me. She's like, you know, you can't compare yourself to a Goggins or, um, uh, Jocko or any, you know, these guys are like, yeah. you know, but I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just rattling <laughs> on, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I was going to build up on that. You know, it's, it's definitely something I felt in the beginning as well. Like, how can I ever get to that level? How can I ever be that? And um, one of the things that actually helped me get over that, like get over the, oh, I got to be this, I got to mm-hmm. be that when I'm doing a podcast was I actually got a review um, from someone on, uh, I think Apple Podcasts or something like mm-hmm. that. She basically said like, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that he's not at that level. You know, he's not, like he's vulnerable. He's not perfect and he admits it. And, you know, I, I read that and I was like, hell yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have it together. And, you know, it's, it's something that helped me continue to just do this and, and really stray away from uh, trying to make it perfect and trying to make it like I had, I got to have really good intro music. I really got to have, you know, guests every single day. And it's just like, I don't need to, you know, it's, this is, this is supposed to be a passion, mm-hmm. you know, not a, not a career. It's a passion. And it's something that, that I get the opportunity to, to meet cool people and, and, share these experiences share these thoughts and and really hopefully help others that listen to it and, yeah. and go along the same path you know trying to be better and then trying to you know you you said earlier how um you know you're, you're trying and that's the biggest thing you're, yeah. you're you're trying even if you fail one day if, if you fail every day you're still trying yeah. you know and just kicking kicking the habit you know of, of drinking of alcoholism that's that's a major win you yeah, know, yeah, that in itself is a major win. Oh man, it's been, you know, the, 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 the thing about it that really surprised me is, and I, and I, I th- I've heard other people say the same thing. Like I thought once, once I stopped doing this thing, this, this, this one thing that's been holding me back my entire life, you know, I could always blame it on that, that everything was going to be all of a sudden it was going to be better. Um, the actual not drinking part wasn't all that bad. It's the, it's the figuring out why you do all the things that you do, like getting to the bottom of it. And I'm, I'm far from there, but, um, 
hey, why, like, why do I, why do I need to escape every night? Why, why do I feel like I can't, uh, I can't have fun without this thing? Like, and, and really what it comes down to is, is I'm still trying to figure out who, who I even am. Like who, like who are we? Like when, when you spend your, most of your life trying to escape in one way or the other, or you're wrapped around a certain identity. Um, a lot of us don't, you know, it's like someone asked me in a therapy thing, do you, do you really even know who you are? I'm like, man, I don't even know if I do. Like, I really don't even know if I do. I know my persona. I know what I can put out to everybody else. I know what I can make most people believe I am, but, um, yeah, the, the, who I, who I actually am. I don't know. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> you know, like, I'm yeah, just, for sure. Yeah. Like what is that? Uh, I think it was Mark Twain who said um, two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. <laughs> and I think that's something that people don't chase after, mm. you know, like, I don't know who I am. You don't know who you are. And, and I, I guarantee you, majority of people don't, you know, they may have an idea. Like you said, they may have an idea of, of their persona, their character, but they don't know themselves. Mm. You know, they, they can't dig deep and, and, see the, them true selves, you know? Yeah. And, and that's something I think we all struggle with. And, and I, li- I like that quote a lot because it really does show that, you know, it, it matters. Yes. That you are alive, but it also matters why, mm-hmm. you know, it matters what, what, what you're doing with this life that you've been given, like this opportunity. That's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a possibility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, 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 you're dead on on that. Um, and when you start paying attention to things, I mean, the fact that we're sitting here talking right now is, I mean, the circumstances for, for that to happen are absolutely mind boggling. You know what I mean? If you really think about it, uh, and it's, and it, it is, it's very, it's very easy to waste, uh, waste our time here. I mean, I do it you know, constantly, I'm constantly, you know, look and go, man, I just wasted some of this day or. And I'll, and I'll talk to other people. And, it, and it, this is the great, to be a host of a podcast and you have this opportunity to talk to a bunch of other people and you hear some of these people and they're just like squeezing the most out of this thing. Uh, they're, they're one chance here and they're really killing it, man. And, and I need that. That's what I need to hear. And I need these reminders of, of, of that. And because uh, it could be a flash, man. It's all over, you know? Yeah. And this whole thing is done. That's a scary thing there. That yeah. when you... You know, you don't know what you haven't achieved until it's too late, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about wanting to help people. And I talk a lot about this just kind of like an anecdote of myself, like a ramble, a self-brag, if you will. But I talk a lot about, you know, I don't know if I've achieved anything, if, if you know, if I've made a difference. But um, what you said actually reminded me of this one time this guy actually came up to me. Uh, during class, jujitsu class, and um, pulled me aside and said, "Hey, Max, I'm not sure if you remember me, but uh, when I first signed up, I was nervous, I was scared, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to stick around. But you, you got me aside, you helped me out, and, and you really helped. You motivated me to to keep going. You inspired me, and I was like, I felt bad because I was like, Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's good that you're still training. It's good that it's been like maybe a year or two, and in my head, I was just like, shit, what is this guy's name? Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, and I, I felt bad, but I also felt good. It was a very bittersweet moment knowing that, 
I did help somebody. Mm. I, I, I helped this guy, uh, you know, continue to do something that he now loves, you know, continue to do something that has made his life better. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those like kind of small kindness things every single day where you don't realize you're making a difference when you really are. Mm. And it was kind of like a, again, a bittersweet moment where I had the realization I am making a difference, but I also had the realization that I don't see when I'm making a difference and I can't, I, I can't, uh, capitalize on it, I guess, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to flip the script, script on you, man, and, and, and ask you, if you don't mind, if I ask you a couple questions too. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, so do you, do you think jujitsu is what helps save you when you, when you're in those, or I, I should say maybe martial arts in general, not just jujitsu, but, um, from some of the, 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 the places, the dark places you were. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So when I first started, um, I did it. So I have an older brother and when I was in middle school, he was in high school. He was a, he was a wrestler, damn good wrestler. And, you know, I never admitted it and I, I guess I'm admitting it now, but, um, when I was younger, you know, there's, I did kind of idolize him, you know, I looked up to him a lot and I never really thought about it. And, you know, I, I joined wrestling like, just like him. I didn't do as good, nearly as good. I was actually terrible at wrestling. Hmm. Um, and, Around that time, coincidentally, was when I started having these feelings, these thoughts. And um, I found jujitsu after that, you know, maybe a year or two after. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. I'm much better at this. You know, I feel more comfortable with this. And I kept training. You know, I, I was in that sort of addicted phase. You know, I, I would go like two, three times a day, like three times during the summer per day, uh, you know, before school, after school. I would just always do it and I would be lifting as well. And lifting was one of these things that really made me feel good. You know, it's like, um, I don't know if you've seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Oh um, yeah. Pumping iron. Pumping iron. Oh, yeah. yeah. The part where he says like, uh, it's like, it feels like he's coming. Yeah. 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 That was me. You know, I didn't actually do it obviously, right, but right. it felt like it. And that was my escape. That was my, that was my drug. You know, I, I felt amazing when I lifted, when I trained, mm -hmm. And it continued like that. And at some point, like I was saying, it, it was this weird shift of where it made me feel good to it made me feel bad. Mm. You know, it it felt like a weight. It felt like, again, that drug, that addiction where oh, I have to do it. I have to go. Like, I have to train. Like, I, I got to get better. I, I get stronger. I get faster. And I would constantly go, again, wearing my body down. Um, and I'm, I'm facing the, the consequences of it now, you know, yeah. I've, I'm 27 years old and I've had a stress fracture in my back. I've dislocated my hip and my shoulders are pretty much not even in the socket anymore. Uh, I like my fingers. I don't know if you can see, they don't oh, even close all the way. Yeah. They're jacked like, up. Yeah. I'm just jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like my ankles are messed up. My toes, like I'm just, I'm, I'm fucked up, you mm -hmm. know? And again, it took all that time for me to realize like, okay. I don't need this. It's it's probably what's killing me, you know, physically, mentally, mentally it was myself, but physically it was, it was, it was killing me, you know? And then it was this weird kind of taking it and saying, I need to slow down and also taking it and saying, this is, has been amazing for me, yeah. you know? So it's, it was weird. It's yeah. Weird. It is a weird, you like hold both those things. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about that too. Like, um, 
and it's like I'm I'm trying always trying to keep my ego in check, like trying to figure out is is this just my ego driving this? Uh, and and that that can go for the podcast. Like who like who am I to even jump on here and start trying to talk? You know, I don't I don't have any I don't have any certifications. I was just a guy who drank too much. <laughs> you know? But but and then I did you know I I did stand up comedy. I did like and it was always something for attention in some way. You know, when I was in the military, it was, it was it, even after it was lifting weights or or uh, some type of physical thing like about how I look or. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm constantly struggling with that. Like, is this ego? Can I separate myself? Can I still just be proud of yourself? Or is that just part of an ego driven thing? Or, uh, dude, I'll get on here and, and, and I'll have an episode and then I'll, and I'm, and I'm looking at downloads, right? I, really us having this conversation and it maybe helping somebody that should be enough. It should, it should, I shouldn't be on, on, checking my RSS feed for how many downloads I got that day and doing it 50 times or something, you know, something along those lines. You're like, God, man, I just got to step away from this thing. I don't know. I don't know if you feel some of the same things or, or kind of struggle with those things at all. No, I did. I did for sure. In the beginning, um, my first 20 ish episodes, I was looking back like every day. It's like, ah, oh, did anyone watch? Like anyone read it? Anyone yeah. watch it? Anyone listen? And I would look at like all the ones like Podbean. I would look at like iTunes. And it's, it's like it's just it's a bad mindset to get into, you know. It's, yes, it's not about yes. because that's when you get um, you go from making it a passion to trying to make it to a career, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's like what I was saying in the beginning. It's, this is a, this is a passion for us, you know. We're yeah. and you're definitely certified first. You may not have a paper copy. You may not have that sandpaper, but you're certified. You know that you've been yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. the big ticket. You yeah. know, as long as you've been through something, you can talk about it. Yeah. You, know, you should talk about it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange too. When you, when you talk to other people, um, so I would talk to, I would talk to other people about alcohol and when you tell somebody, um, Hey, I'll go, I'll go to a 12 step program. Uh, let me back up. I could have a conversation, um, with somebody and, 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 you know, say, Hey, well, Alcohol was a negative thing in my life because of A, B, and C, right? I'm not the dad I wanted to be. I'm, not, I'm, I'm certainly not the husband I, I, I thought I could be. I'm jeopardizing my job, you know, in, in one way, I, I could potentially, you know, or, or I could be sitting in traffic and get rear-ended from, from behind it. And now I've got legal problems. I got all of these things. I said, man, that that's just, you know, if I lost my job, then I'm not, I'm not the man I thought I was because I'm not providing, I'm not helping provide for my family. And, and after that I'll say, well, so I stopped and to do that, I went through a 12 step program. Like, dude, you went to a 12 step program. Like, good God, I didn't know it was that bad. I'm like, man, did you hear everything I said before that? <laughs> like, yeah. Everything leading up to that. Um, so I guess, I guess you're right. That's my certification, but, but it, it, it wasn't a traditional, and I, and I don't want to use that word. Um, it wasn't when, when people hear that, they think of somebody that's drinking and like passed out or slurring or, you know, and that wasn't, that wasn't me. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't say this with, with, with pride. I, I was just something like that. My experiences were different. I, I to work every day. I did everything normal. You know, I wasn't sneaking in the bathroom to, to, to chug, 
uh, some vodka or something like that. And, and that, that's almost part of the problem is you can wrap it up into this social thing. Like that's what I did. You know, I drank wine when I cooked dinner or I drank good IPAs with, with other, with other people who enjoyed uh, really good beer. Now, now we enjoyed alcohol. <laughs> we just, yeah. we just masked it by having really good, you know, drinking in expensive beer forms. So uh, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that, you know, it's especially in college, um, everyone's basically an alcoholic like they, they're they not going to admit it because it's such it's just a, like you said it's such a common thing you know and and i did drink a lot when i was when i was uh in college um and it was a lot you know mm-hmm. and yeah. it got to the point where i'm like i i realized again like i don't you know this isn't me and um and you know, every time someone would offer me something, I would just be like, I don't need that to have fun. Yeah, that's you good. know, I'm here with good company. I, I don't need that. And if you need that, then we, we got to talk about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I guess I was lucky, again, like I said, where where it wasn't as available for me like like other things. Um, so, I mean, for you, I, I, I get it because my... my my own father, my own dad is like that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's not alcoholic in the sense where he's like passed out drunk in the yard or, or you know, yeah. it's like, but he has a beer every night, mm-hmm. you know, he might have a shot every weekend mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it's a slow grow, you know, you, you can see the candle burning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's like I said, it's certainly something I felt. Um, it's one of the, the proudest things I am of is, is stopping that. Um, started started a long journey, and something I'm I'm like I said I'm still on trying to figure this whole thing out. Sounds like you, uh, just like you, trying to figure this whole journey out. Uh, hey, who are some of the people you you look up to that kind of help you try and figure figure some of these things out, or or, or people are living a life that you think might be a decent way to model off of? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Um. I, I think it really depends on, on what I'm really looking at. Like I said, I look up to my brother. Um, he's definitely an intellectual, uh, smarter than me. Um, and he's he's had more success, of course, in, just in life. But, you know, someone I really do look up to a lot in terms of, like, just overall fitness and mentality, um, George St. Pierre, yeah. you know? George, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big big MMA guy, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um yeah, George was was he's actually the reason I, I really committed to jujitsu because I actually saw his fight. It was UFC one hundred and his his title defense against uh, Tiago Alves. Uh-huh. And I'd never really watched MMA. I'd never really wa- watched like combat sports in general. Um, and I was like, okay, so these guys, I guess they're just they're boxers and they kick and they they wrestle. And like I'd been watching like the promos and like they're saying, oh, Tiago is a threat. Tiago is going to knock him out, like all this stuff. And I mean, George just wiped the floor with him. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I, I want to do that. And that's that's really what got me started in finding a jiu-jitsu place. I was actually looking for an MMA place after being so terrible at wrestling. I was like, OK, I, I got to do something. And so I followed him. You know, I, I was a huge fan. And he the way he modeled his life, he wasn't a fighter. You know, he's a martial artist, right? And, right, and right. he had this whole philosophy of again, like getting better every single day. And I was like, 
that's something I could do. That's something yeah. I could definitely live with, you know. I, I could see myself trying to achieve, you know. Yeah. That's that's the role model. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's really him helping me with, like, the martial arts world. Um, but I think in, in completely overall in life would probably be my own father. Mm. You know, he, he does have his, his demons that he goes through. You know, he's a smoker. He's a drinker. Um, I, I, I can honestly say there were times where I hated him, but looking back, I realized, you know, he was trying to do right and he does make mistakes. He still makes mistakes, but he learns from him, you know, he, he grows from him. And that's something I admire a lot, especially knowing, hearing about what he had been through throughout his entire life. You know, he's, um, immigrant from Vietnam. Parents were born in China. Um, and he was born in the sixties. So cold war that whole period in asia where you know it was just constant turmoil he had seen his brother pass away his sister pass away and coming here struggling and to get where we are now is because of him mm. it's it's something that that you know he, he was a provider in a sense that he he did a lot he gave up a lot for us you know and that, yeah. that, that that's something to admire that's something to respect and something to be inspired by yeah, it's the more you start looking at things and you start looking at um, you, look, you start looking at your own behaviors and why we do and don't do things, the more I, I think the more empathy you have towards others and you because you yeah. start seeing, hey, all right, this person, they're not, they're not malicious. They didn't you know, they don't want to be this way or uh, but you realize they maybe had a tough go at it. And so they do these things to because it's. We all build coping mechanisms to get through life, whatever, whatever they may be. And some are good and some are bad. <clears throat> some of us, like myself, it takes longer in life to start figuring out that uh, some of them aren't serving you and you, you need to make these positive changes. Like you said, that there's, there's consequences to habits. And, and sometimes those are really good consequences if, if you've got some, some good habits in there and they're bringing value to your life. But uh yeah, I and I it's I don't always think clear this way, but there's a lot of times I you know I can see somebody even acting out or acting in a certain way, and um, you almost can feel sorry for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can, you know, I I, I talk about I, I went on a little PSA on, on a podcast, and it was more about just the the current events and what's going on in the world, and it wasn't picking a political side because that is the last thing I want to do. But, um, you know, we talk about like free will what you, you may think you have and don't have in free will. And, you know, if you start really looking into it, you start realizing that a lot of our actions are, are not predetermined, but you're just trying to cope and you're trying to get through life. And then you add in social media, right? And then, and they're, they're sending you these messages all the time. And it doesn't have to be social media. That could be mainstream media. And, uh, man, we can be super complicated, but good God, we can be simple, simple creatures, right? Like it doesn't take yeah. that much. <laughs> I don't know. I get, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm getting ready to watch that Netflix documentary about uh, the social media. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's on. Uh, it's on our watch list. I haven't gotten the chance to actually like watch it. Watch it, but yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about about the whole social media thing, especially um, being a being a millennial. You know, it's something that we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, even, you know, encroaching on your generation and, and the, obviously the generation after us, that it, it's such it's such a virus, you know. Mm-hmm. It's 
because you like you were saying like i was saying how we watch we listen to those podcasts we see other people we see all these things where it's like oh we need to be that or we need to be this or like we need to do this or that and we don't you know it's it's something that that we're not and we don't need to be and it's like you see on social media especially in like the fitness world for men these guys are just ripped you know and they're 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 huge dudes they make a lot of money they drive nice cars and it's like a lot of people are, are are in this mindset where like that's the goal in life but it's it's really not you know life is relative you know it's it's about how you see it as well it's it's like you can see that and you can be happy for them you can admire them but to, for yourself to be that way it's it's not necessary you know yeah. And uh, I think that's something we all got to learn and, and something we all got to continue to challenge is is being ourselves. Like you said, that free will. And we, we would imagine ourselves of having free will, especially in the land of the free, quote unquote. Um, don't want to get political, like you said, but, yeah. you know, it's just we're, we're not free. We're, we're, we're trapped in this this idea of being an idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, uh, do you. Do you know about stoicism or have ever followed stoicism at all? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. If you want to give me a refresher. Uh, it's just this ancient Greek philosophy and it goes back, well, it's ancient Greek, right? So it's thousands yeah. to a couple thousand years ago. And, and uh, I'm just kind of tapping into it. And it's crazy because it's, like I said, these things were, were spoken so long ago, but the, the, the human experience doesn't change that much. You know, just because we got an iPhone 11 doesn't mean our brains work any different than, than the ancient Greeks. And um, it's it's like Marcus Aurelius came out with something called meditations. And it's not meditations like you're thinking, like, you know, you're not following your breath or doing something like that. But it's just kind of like words of wisdom to live by. Dude, and it's it, it will blow your mind to read it now. I, I encourage anyone to just to check it out or just watch a YouTube video on it. And um it's really talking about everything that we're talking about here. I mean, it's it's separation from ego, realizing that you are not uh, Max the bodybuilder, Max, you know, the Abu Dhabi jiu-jitsu champion. You know, like you're not you're not these things. You're you're Max, the human being who's who's um you know, I got feelings and and you know, at the end of the night when you're you're just sitting there alone in your own head, that's where you want to be happy. That's where you want to feel good. Uh, and, and this is just, they really give direction on, on how to do that. And it's, and a lot of it's about, uh, what's in your control, what's in your control and what's not in your control. So I know for me, I have a really, it's really not that many things that I'm in control of. It's, I've got a very small thing. Um, and those are the things I try and worry about. I don't, again, I don't always do it. Um, you know, you, you into political uh, politics and say, you know, whatever side you're on, I mean, all you can do is vote, right? One way or the other. What happens after that, it's not in your control. So when you start looking at life that way, I think it, um, I think you worry a lot less. Right? Yeah. Sometimes we're just along for the ride. And it's acceptance. Like, like you had to accept, I can't do jujitsu. Yeah. I can't do this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, how old are your kids, by the way, just out of curiosity? Uh, I've got a, I've got one in her early twenties and I got a 15 year old and I have a 12 year old. Pretty wide range. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, you know, like, um, how they're doing, especially in these times, you know, like 
mentally, especially. Like that's probably the biggest thing that I see a lot of, um, you know, pains and struggles with is 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 mentality, and especially, you know, it's it's getting it's getting to be changed now. But you know, back in my day, back. I say it like I'm old, but back in my generation, you know, there's a lot of stigma against, you know, expressing your feelings, expressing your thoughts to your parents. Like to this day, my parents know very little about what I, what I mentally struggled through, you know? And it's, it's kind of like hardwired. Like I want to tell them, but it's hardwired into me. Like, uh, this isn't something they'd understand, or this isn't something that, that they could relate to. Um, so I, I was wondering if you, had been able to, to at least break that mold for, for your kids. Yeah, I like to think so. I like to, I, I, I certainly like to think so. I mean, you know, I've talked to a lot of, yes, I really try and, and make sure that, that my, my kids know that, um, you're not being tough by not expressing things, right? Like, and I've said this about, you know, I can relate it to alcohol. Like, um, people will think they're weak if they try and seek help. Like, ah, man, I'm not doing that. Like I'm above that. No, no, no. See a real, a real tough person looks at their challenges and actually does something about them. Right. Like, so if you're feeling something, it's not a weakness. You know, it's not a weakness. It's, it's again, the human experience. And, um, I mean, we're all here to help each other and parents are certainly there to, to help their kids. So if, if they've got something going on, then, you know, that's, that's what you're there for. So yeah, I, I certainly try and make it uh, as much of an open conversation as possible. Um, I don't hide my own struggles. Um, just like you said, I think vulnerability is so important right now. And because it, it it's like this lifeline to other people that know that, that it's okay and they can share their own experiences and we can actually have like this conversation about things and, um, try and help each other along the way. So that's a long answer to, uh, I, you know, I could have just said yes, <laughs> but yeah, yes, I do. I, I like, I like to talk about these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. The vulnerability thing, like exp- you have any sons? I do. How many so- uh, sons? Just one. Just one. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure for him, he's, he's had these experiences in his life where, where people have told him to man up or, or, you know, grow up. And I've definitely had that through, through my life. And, you know, it's, I I can't really speak on, on the female experience just because, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm a male of course. Um, but there's this, again, like the stigma of, of being a man, you know, like manning up, you know, like grow up hair, all these, all these phrases out there that, that really just, back then, obviously I would say it just to part, part of being a crowd, but Mm -hmm. nowadays, you know, I really try and avoid it. Now I really try and encourage, you know, young boys and and young men to, to embrace their vulnerabilities because, you know, the, the strongest man is when he, the strongest man is the weakest man. You know, it's the man that understands that he has some, some growth, you know, he, he needs to grow and that he is vulnerable, you know, that, cause that's how you grow in life. You know, if you're not challenged, then, then you're, you're not going to be able to, to really become who you're meant to be, you know? And, um, does he do any sports? He does. Yeah, man. He, uh, he's, a, he's a big, he's big in a rock climbing and it's, that's a, that's a big thing in our family. So we, we do a lot of that. And, uh, we like being outside, so there's a lot of mountain biking, but, um, yes, 
Yeah, I, I, and I agree with everything you, you said, and I think it's a really important message. Uh, you know, I've talked to you, military guys. I had a fireman on that was, um, he was suicidal because uh, he was dealing with PTSD, and, and, but he was afraid. He thought it was a sign of weakness to go and seek yeah. help, help for these things. And, and, and to hear people, you know, we, we, another thing in that whole fitness industry, and I don't know enough about the martial arts industry to, to say this one way or the other. Um, but we need more people in those industries saying those things, you know, cause there's one thing about pushing through some physical pain and, and I consider that a much different thing. Um, and then there's this vulnerability, this, this, the mental side of things when people are struggling and, uh, it's okay. You know, and that's where it's nice to have that relationship with somebody, a mentor, or somebody above you, you can actually go and talk to and tell them, Hey man, I'm, and I'm struggling. And, and I'll tell you, like when, I, you know, I've mentioned 12 step programs and 12 step programs. If, if anyone who doesn't know the whole, the whole point of those things is to figure out why we do what we do. And it kind of gets down to the, the, the root of it. And you do that with somebody um, that you can bear your soul to. You can tell them your most, the deepest, darkest secrets. And uh, the nice thing about those rooms or those people, a lot of times they're like, oh, that's it. That's all you got. Like, cause they, they've seen it. So again, it's just, it's nice to have these conversations because man, a lot of us feel like we're living this kind of secret world, right? You've got to, yeah. you've got this, this thing that everyone sees. And then you have this kind of like persona that, or this, this, this other side of you that's, that might be struggling in. Dude, to release that and just get that out in the world, that's fucking liberating, man. It's yeah. good. I mean, I'm glad you brought up the whole uh, be a man thing in the MMA world, especially in the martial. I mean, martial arts world is a little different, but the MMA world specifically, like, right. Everyone's a tough guy, you know. Like, yeah. no one wants to admit that they they have struggles or like they feel insecure or weak. But uh, do you know Darren Till? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Darren Till actually had this interview where he was talking about specifically that where. You know, his whole persona was basically being this tough guy, you know, this tough Brit. And um, he suffered two two finishes, finish losses uh, against Tyron Woodley and, and uh, Jorge Masvidal. And he actually came out after he, he in uh, when he went to middleweight and he actually talked about how before his next fight, he, he'd be so nervous, he'd be so afraid, like literally afraid, shaking in fear saying that he, he really contemplated faking an injury, like talking to his coaches, like, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I can't fight anymore. And they're like, they were able to sit him down and, and he was vulnerable. And that's something that that's really refreshing to see where even the, the tough guy, you know, the tough Brit can come out and say like, look, I'm, I was scared. I'm scared shitless all the time and, and I can still do it, you know? And that's, that's the major thing. Like he was able to work through it. And, um, GS, yeah, GS. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. cut you off. Yeah, it's just something that that um, I, I think we all need to to realize is that vulnerability is our biggest strength. Uh, two two things. GSP. Uh, it, there's an article today, and he said, um, you know, anyone who follows that world knows that the the, the dream fight is to get GSP to fight Khabib, <laughs> and uh, um, and he goes, I'm scared, I'm scared to fight Khabib. He goes, I. I'm scared before every one of my fights, but I'm scared to fight Khabib. I'll fight Khabib, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared before it. And I, I'm like, yes, I like that. I like that. Um, crap. What was the other thing? Yeah, he does say that a lot, though. He, he, he's mentioned a lot of times that he's afraid. 
uh, of uh, before he fights. Did, did you see him on the Joe Rogan podcast? Sorry to cut you off, but no, did no, you no, you him? didn't. I was I was having a brain fart anyway. Uh, I don't think I did. So he had actually talked. I believe it was that it was the uh, with Joe, but um, he had talked about how one of his newer preparations for fights. I think he started around um, doing it around the second Josh Koscheker fight, something like that, where he would just drive around the day before and like just point random people out in the street. And he's like, they don't care if I lose. Like, they don't care if I get my ass kicked. And it's like, that was that was the thing that helped him get through his, his fears, you know? But uh, yeah, it's, it's again, that's one, one of the reasons why he's my role model is because he expresses these things. Even though he's a total badass, even though he's like one of the most dominant champions of all time, he expresses the fact that he is afraid, that that he is vulnerable, and that you know he, it, it's more of a mental challenge. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I first started realizing that I was having some issues, um, I start. I, I never really. I mean, I experienced anxiety in my life, but I I didn't truly know what it was, and uh, I was at work, and and I was in a position where I'm. I spent a lot of times uh, in front of people talking to large groups and I was standing in the back of the room and a friend of mine was up front and he was doing his, his spiel and, and um, it was my turn. He, he said, Hey, do you have something to say? And, I'm, and my ego was telling me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm about to drop some knowledge on all these people in the room. Right. So I'm, I'm walking from the, from the back of the room up front and I'm, and I was, I'm starting to talk um, like my voice changed and I could feel this, this rat, like this, this, my chest felt like it was going to explode. And I started getting like kind of tunnel visioned and I couldn't even, I couldn't even get words out of my mouth. I kept like clearing my throat and it was just to, to buy time. Right. Cause I couldn't, I didn't know really what was going on. And I, come to find out I had a full blown like panic attack in front of an entire room of people. And, uh, I, it really messed me up, man. Cause, and, and I always compared it to like, uh, like a pressure cooker, like over time things start building up and this was just a way it was kind of like releasing a little bit. Like a, and, but, but every time I had to go up in front of people, I started having like this performance anxiety of like, Hey, I'm This is going to happen again. Cause it did. Yeah. It could be something simple. It's like stand up and tell us your name. And I would be in front of an, a, a bunch of people. I'd go stand up and I, I'd get it out. But man, I was, I mean, dude, I was, I was struggling because it's going from person to person. It's like one of those stupid things where you got to like stand up and introduce yourself. And man, by the time it got to me, I was just, just sweaty as could be. (laughs) Um, and I was talking to a guy and it was on the podcast and he deals with anxiety and he says, uh, and he's a public speaker because I stand up and I go, I just want you all to know I'm having a full blown anxiety attack right now. And, uh, and it, and it's like all of a sudden it's gone like because it's out there, you know, you're not, it's not bottled up inside. You're not hiding this thing anymore. I'm like, I love the idea of that. Like I was just, dude, we're all human. We're all, we all experience this, a lot of the same things. Some of us more than others. Um, and I, and I always joke around like, like Will Ferrell in that movie where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Cause yeah. in front of people. <laughs> and anyone who's, who's uh, ever spoken in front of people for the first time, get that right. You're like, I don't know where I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do with these things. I used to just carry a cup with me, like a coffee cup, just, it was empty, but it was just like something to do with my hands. But, 
Yeah, I actually, um, I, I make that joke a lot about my hands. Um, and if you've noticed, I actually move a lot of my hands. Ah, me too. And yeah, that's one of the ways I actually, that, that I actually handle it. But I, I like the expressing, like full out, just like right up front expressing that. But one of my tricks, I guess, is just to, to move a lot. You know, that's, yeah. it gets the jitters out for me, at least. Um, and this is, that's something I actually wanted to, to mention is like, you know, I had mentioned earlier, we all live life differently. And we all have different experiences and we all experience it differently. You know, it's like um, some people may not get anxiety at all. And, you know, congrats to those people. Wait, wait, wait to get the uh, the blessing. But, um, yeah, it's just I actually took a, um, a public speaking class in college. Mm-hmm. And the very first assignment that we had was everyone had to come up with a speech. Right, right off the bat, mm-hmm. and this one one kid did like really good, and then right when he finished, he's like, "Thank you," and he just passes out, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Okay, wow, he's a good actor," because right, right. he he woke up, he was like, "Man, I was nervous. I didn't even know. I don't even know what I said. Like, I'm surprised you even stood up there and and, and finished. Like, you finished and then you passed out. Like, that's that's incredible. So, you know, it's just." It's amazing that uh, we, you know, we we can experience life in so many different ways. And, and yes, yes, our bodies are funny, man. They're funny ones you're gonna do. I, I mentioned I did stand up comedy, and I, I haven't done that in in a while, obviously since COVID and everything. And uh, I remember just the awkwardness, like so 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 stand up comedy is funny because you well, that wasn't a joke, but you, it's you can say the same joke. Yeah, in one place in a certain crowd and it just murders, right? Like everyone loves it. And then it could be a a completely different crowd um, and it does nothing. And I did a a set. I was doing a, I was doing like a a stand-up comedy competition in Philadelphia. And when I say I bombed, I mean bombed as as bad as you could possibly bomb <laughs> and uh, at this point I, I i i started my journey so i wasn't it didn't it wasn't that bad but i was more just aware of my body's reactions to the silence between jokes <laughs> <laughs> and almost relishing in it like Dude, I am I'm losing my mind right now, but 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 being okay with it at the same time, man. It's yeah, it's it's like we it's all we have left. I mean, unless you're like fighting somebody, and that's what that whole fight or flight is for, right? It's for it's for like you're in physical combat or you're running from somebody, and now we have our bodies just adapted because it doesn't even know where the threats are. And now it just throws in that fight or flight. And it could be for absolutely anything. Um, and I really do think that's part of, because we live a much different life. You know, we are, we're caught up in, in everything. And every, like I said, social media, the news, everything's going on. Everything's our problem. Um, but that's a soapbox I can get on for a while. Yeah. One of the things I actually thought of when you uh, were talking about the stand up and, and flight or fight is, um, there's actually a, uh, I wouldn't say a condition, but there's there's a response that happens when when something traumatic happens to us or like something we're put in danger, we laugh, 
You know, yeah. some people laugh. Yep. Some and that's laugh. it's yep. strange because like you said, the body is weird where you're literally you, you could die and then you just you just start laughing. You know? Yeah. It's funny. Like people that's like one of the things about um because I took some courses on, you know, like lifeguarding. Mm-hmm. And one of the telltale signs of, of someone drowning in a public pool is if they're they look like they're struggling and they're laughing because that's like an immediate response like <laughs> i'm gonna die huh? like yeah, so, right 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 you know it's, yeah. it's just one of those crazy things like the body is just really stupid sometimes it know? is you, you'll see it man i've seen people in really uh, you've probably seen it, uh, people fighting where they completely freeze up and, and they, they could be the, the, the baddest whammy jamma in the dojo. Um, but when it, when it comes down to the time where it's a true competition, people, we freeze up, man. And you, you know, like to be able to react under stress is it, that's another thing. Some people have it and some people don't. And you, you know, you can inoculate, inoculate yourself to stressful situations as much as possible. But, uh, you got to be there mentally, man, because it's, I mean, I, I remember I got into a fight when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> I got my ass kicked by some kid who was like smaller than me, weaker than me, just because I was, I was scared and froze up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just, it just happens, man. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the missing third of a uh, flight or fight is uh freeze. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, but you know, when, when you freeze this, you can't do anything about it. You know, it's like, um. You see all these things, like, especially in the news or, like, in again, on social media, there's, like, a lot of those, like, clips of, like, fights or, or, mm-hmm. or dangerous situations where people just kind of stand there. Yep. And you have all these comments or people saying, like, oh, they should be moving. Like, I would be moving. It's like, you don't know. Yeah. You have no you idea. You don't know. Like, yeah. um, I taught uh, self-defense, obviously, you know, th- through martial arts. And one of the biggest questions I get asked aside from like, what's the best martial art for self-defense? Um, one of the biggest questions I get asked is like, you know, like, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's my number one response. I've been in fights. I've been in situations. I don't know. Like I could tell you what I have done. I could tell you what I could do, but I can't tell you what I would do, you know, because I just don't know. Like it, every situation is different. Like, um, one time I actually, I was in, uh, I used to be friends with some, some pretty nasty people mm-hmm. and there was a situation where I actually had a gun to my face mm-hmm. and my reaction was to talk the guy down and thankfully I was able to, but could I replicate that? Could I do it again? Could I, if someone were to point a gun at me again, could I talk him down again? I don't know. Like yeah. it was just the heat of the moment. I reacted as fast as I could as well as I could, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's hard to say, you know, it's, 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 it's just so weird. It, it, it's important, man. It's really important because we are judged now. <clears throat> Everyone's a keyboard warrior and they can, they, like you said, they can watch these, uh, these video clips on one side or the other. You know, if, if you just took like a law enforcement thing and I don't, again, I don't care what side of this you are on. And you go, well, why did they do that? Or why didn't they do that? And w- until we're in those fight or flight moments, a lot of people have no idea. They just don't know how your body reacts. When you go into that like lizard brain <laughs> and, and, and you really, you are a very basic thing at that point. Um, <clears throat> I always tell people like, you know, when, when, when we talk about that, that fight or flight effect, um, 
and you ask them if they've ever been pulled over and, and, or the first, I should say this, the first time they've been pulled over and you ask somebody to take out their driver's license from their wallet. And this could be a big, bad dude. This could be, and you watch somebody's hands shake and you go, oh yeah, that's, see, that's adrenaline. Yeah. These are simple, basic things. And now when you, when you up that up to, um, um, you know, you bring that to a much higher level, you have no idea how your body's going to react. And, and unfortunately, unless you've been highly trained in one way or the other, you don't know what your physical, uh, reaction is going to be. And, and again, I don't want that to come across as on um, being one side or the other. I'm just going to say the human effect stress, stress on a human being, um, is a tricky thing. And it's, and it's, unless you've been there, it's tough to, to really understand it. Yeah, for sure. And even if you have been there, it's hard to replicate, you know, because mm-hmm. there's like a thousand situations and a thousand variations to those situations. And, um, funny story. First time I was ever pulled over, I was in my car and in front of me was a buddy of mine who didn't have his license and the cop was trying to pull him over, but pulled me over instead. Mm. And I didn't realize I did anything bad. And so he's pulling me over and I'm freaking out because I'm like, I'm this teenager in this, this, this car. I've been, had my license for like maybe a couple months and I'm just like, Oh shit. Like what, what did I do? And he like comes up to me and is like, he's like, is that your friend up there? And I'm like, Ooh. And he's like that car in front of you. I'm like, uh, what car? And it's like, you were, ju- you were just behind him. I'm like, I-, I didn't see a car. And I was just like <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. And like a, like my other buddy was sitting in, sitting in the car next to me and he's just like a deer in headlights. And after we, after uh, the whole situation was resolved, he was like, you know, ragging on me like, oh man, you were so scared. I'm like, dude, you yeah, didn't yeah. even say anything. Like, what, what are you <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about? Uh-huh. So yeah, this, that's, that's just stuff like a funny situation I'd been in. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been in those situations and, uh, yeah, you just, you know, you don't know how you're going to react. You don't. Yeah. But it's very easy to tell somebody how they should have reacted when you're sitting on the other side of a screen. Yeah. So uh, for your for your kid, one of them's 15, right? 15. Mm-hmm. So he's about to, he or she is about to start, you know, test, testing for for her license, their license, right? Mm-hmm. Have you uh, taken them on the road? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> no, that 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 checks in the mail. I, I've done it with one. I got one that's that's uh, uh, she's in her early 20s and. and Dude, that's one of the scariest things in the in the world. That is, I mean, because all you can do is put yourself in. I mean, you think about yourself driving. Yeah. And you think about being 16, 17 years old. And for me, I was fortunate enough. We didn't have cell phones. <laughs> so now, like, now you've got a bunch of, of kids that like to drive too fast that don't have the ability to do it. And they're trying to shoot a TikTok video. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> dude, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean, even... Even not just teens, like everyone's like, I'll, I'll see people mm-hmm. on driving down the road. They could be any age and they're like on their phone, like yeah, doing videos and yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's a scary thing, man. I mean, as, as a parent, like obviously I can't relate, but as a parent, have you ever had a, a situation maybe not involved with, with vehicles or anything like that or, or driving a situation where you, you, you felt, you know, scared for, for life for, for your kids, like, a you know, maybe they weren't home on time or anything like that um i i've been fortunate enough that i haven't dealt with that i've i've had situations where i thought my uh my kids might possibly be in danger um you know from another person 
and 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 it it was just it was somebody that was was um, just not mentally they, they they had some 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 mental problems going on and, and this was just a stranger right you were just walking around and you bump into some people and um yeah I, I mean having having kids you know I used to like, I used to think of myself as an atheist for a long time and um. You know, having kids kind of change that because I realize, you know, you can look at something. I like, I'm, this is just my experience. I can look at my kids and go, God, man, there is something bigger to this world because I'm looking at something that I would do so many things for, so many positive things. And at the same time, um, I would perform violence in a way I never would have to defend these things laying here, right? Like this is... Uh, and that sounds probably stupid, but it, it is, it is, uh, it is a scary, scary feeling. And, and when I hear of anyone who's, who's lost a child or, or, or have been through that, I can't, it's such a, I, I don't sit in that thought for very long because it's just such a scary thing in, in my head. Cause it's, um, you know, it's definitely one of the, the proudest things I, I am in my life is, is it's, it's one of the things that made me make a, a, a personal change. You know, yeah. like I, I, you know, like I said, I was taught a certain thing and I, and I go, well, shit, man, I got an opportunity to change this. I'm going to give these kids a different blueprint. I'm going to tell them one, you don't have to do it this way. Um, and number two, if you're having problems, uh, you can change that. You don't have to continue down the same road. And even when I started going to a 12 step, I, I, I really struggled with it because I used to tell them like, Hey, I'm just going to a meeting. And like you're going to a meeting. <laughs> it's it's eight o'clock on a Sunday. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then I stopped hiding it uh, because I want I want them to know uh, that there's doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how together you may think uh, or, or or portray yourself that that uh, if you're struggling that there's there's you can do something about you can make a positive change. So. Yeah, I think it's really kind of. Um... Cause like again, like I was, I wasn't raised like we were. We were poor, but we, we he, they never gave off the impression that we were. And mm-hmm. until obviously I, I got older and I realized like this is what real money is, and and then this is how we actually lived. And you know, it's 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 this idea of of would you rather present yourself to your kids as a superhero or as as like a real hero, you know? And like a superhero, they got no flaws. Like they're they don't have issues. Like. Uh, like for your situation, like if your kids looked at you, like, I don't know if they did or not, but if they looked at you like, oh, he's not an alcoholic, like he's not a, you know, he's not like that. He's just, maybe he's going out there to be Batman or something. But to be a real hero, it's to admit that, hey, I I have a, I have a struggle and Mm -hmm. I want to show you, show you guys that, that I can get through it. And, and I want to show you what, what you can do different, you know? It, it it brought me a lot of fear, man. It brought me a lot of fear because you're you're putting a line in the sand and you're saying you're admitting something. And when you admit it, uh and then you don't follow through with change, man, that would that that'll bring freaking tears to my eyes thinking about like the, you know, that whole thing. Like and I would you, anyone who's dealt with addiction problems, um I, and I'll speak of alcohol because I, I, I can, because uh, I know it. Um, but you'll have dreams for a long time that you ended up drinking 
and like I would have these dreams that I drank or something and my kids found me or something. And I, like I said, I wasn't even a guy, my kids would never even, they probably didn't even know I was ever, you know, had too much. Cause I, I would have a conversation just like we're having now. And, uh, like, God, the thought of that, the thought of my kids or, or even just letting myself down. So I'd, I would have, I'd wake up in these dreams and just tears and go, and I'm, but, but feeling so thankful that, that those things didn't actually take place. Um, yeah, it adds, it, it adds a different, um, some, some different dimension to, to, uh, or reasons to make, to, to make positive change. Yeah. Um, do you, do you still go to those, those, those meetings? Did you ever do like AA? Yeah, I don't really, it's one of, one of the rules of, of these programs is you, you don't really talk about them too much. Um, okay. it's like, it's like, it's like fight club, uh, <laughs> but, but, it, but, but there's a lot of 12 steps. They're all, whether it's, it's, it's AA or any of the other ones. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I don't go the frequency. I probably should. Um, I can feel a difference when I haven't gone. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, there is something about, uh, you know, like I said, when I talk about, again, I talk about a higher power. You can stand in in a, you you can sit in a room of people who have admitted that they can't stop doing something. Right. So that, I don't care if that's chewing gum or heroin or, or alcohol or whatever it is. And they've tried it a thousand times. Some of these people have lost everything in their life and it's still, they still wouldn't stop. You're talking about guys doing jujitsu and they're, they're broken. Their bodies are broken, but they just keep going. Well, this is a room full of people that, that, that are, have been doing something that is really, really destructive in their life. They couldn't stop it yet through that program. They are all not doing that thing. And dude, if that's not a higher power of, of, of a group mentality of something bigger than an individual, this is a group thing of people trying to make a positive change in their life. And, uh, what I do like about those, those types of places is that it could be, um, it could be the homeless guy from, from down the street, or it could be the scientist, doctor, lawyer, they're all in the same place. Um, and, I, and that was actually one of the things that drove me away at first. Cause you can go into, you can go into one of these rooms and you can hear somebody's story and you go, God, man, that guy's, that guy's way worse than me. Like I'm not him. I'm way better than him. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look for those differences in each other, you're always going to find them. If you find, if you try and look for the similarities is, and that similarity is that guy doesn't want to drink anymore. I don't want to drink anymore. And let's try and figure that out together and let's, let's share our stories and, and, uh, our fears and, and our accomplishments and, and, uh, as a whole, as a group, we're going to grow and, and hopefully be better. Yeah. I, I like that. How you related, um, that feeling of, of thinking like your, your experience isn't as bad as theirs or, or what you're going through isn't as intense. And, um, I can relate to that a lot. You know, it, again, like I said, like life is relative, you know, and, and, one of the biggest challenges I faced throughout um, that whole period of, of depression and, and, and bad thoughts was I would see other people's stories. I would hear other people's experiences. And it's like, I'm, again, I came from a good family, a good, a good a good upbringing. I had friends. I still have friends. You know, I, I'm relatively successful. And it's like, why do I, why should I feel this way? What, what, what's wrong with me for me to have, 
a, a good life relatively and look at these people with bad lives and then they're still here, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it, it took me a long time to realize that again, life is relative, like, you know, different experiences experienced differently. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. we, we got to get out of that mentality of, of seeing something and being like, I'm not that bad. So I don't need to feel that bad, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause you, you're feeling it regardless, whether you push it down and hide it, you're still feeling it. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and trauma is all relative, man. What, what, you know, they're, they're seeing a lot with soldiers now. It's these, these guys can come back and, and they've been involved in some horrific things and some of them are okay. And some of them haven't seen as many, as much bad stuff yet. They're dealing with some severe PTSD. That doesn't make them weaker. Mm-hmm. That's again, it's a human response. It's a human response. Like, you know, if I'm pale skin and it would, well, it doesn't matter what color my hair is. If I got pale skin and I never got in the sun, I go out in the sun for five minutes, I can get sunburned. You know, somebody else could be out there for five hours and it's fine. It's not because that guy's tougher. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's, yeah. it's how your body is. So. It's just the cards you were dealt, you know. That's it, dude. That is exactly it. Yeah, and it, it's not even the mentality of it either. Like, because, um, uh, you know, for for us guys, you know, like I was saying earlier, like I'm I'm not sure if your son has experienced anything like this in the, in the changing times, but like even now, like um, like there's this kid that did jujitsu with me. He's about your son's age, probably like 15, 16. He might be 17 now, but he'd have back pain. You know, he'd have injuries and like you got all these old dudes, like these gatekeepers, quote unquote, you know, uh, I don't want to say old because they were like 40s, 50s. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead. you're not, My you're not old, but hurt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got these guys that, that could be their fathers, could be their, even mm-hmm. their grandfathers, um, telling them that like, Hey man up, you know, you're not, you're not old enough to feel this way. And it's like, yeah. I ha- I have to come out and say, Hey, why, why you gotta be like that? You know, like yeah. if he's got pain, let him express it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, if he's hurt, he's acknowledging it and, and, mm-hmm. and we should be helping him, not breaking him down even more, you know? Yeah. And it's unfortunate. He actually, um, he actually quit, you know, he quit doing it. Um, I'm not sure actually what could have been something else, but you know, I, I like to put it on them on the, on yeah. those, those, uh, older guys and be like, Hey, you're the reason he quit, you know? Yeah. So it's not only just getting at the mentality for ourselves, but for others too, you know, for, mm-hmm. for their sake. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because I, you know, I used to, people would complain their back hurt and I'm like, Oh God, here we go. This guy in his back, he's always complaining about his back. Um, and then I jacked my back up. I've had, since then I've had, I've had two back surgeries. And, uh, so, so when I hear somebody like, Oh, my back hurts, I'm like, stop what you're doing, sit down, relax. Like I have nothing but empathy for somebody with a sore back. I'm like, dude, is there pain going down your leg? Like I started going through all the symptoms of, uh, yeah, it's it's not a toughness thing. Yeah, you started pulling out the uh, m- musculoskeletal maps. Like, hey, where where's it hurting? Yeah, like, where, exactly. Is it continuing I'm, anywhere? That's yeah, it's just even myself. You know, I ha- I had the same thing where it's like, uh this guy's talking shit again. You know, he's 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 talking about his ass. You know, he's he's saying he's hurt. Probably isn't. He's faking. And then I myself experienced it. And I'm like, all right, I I know what you're talking about. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I get what you're trying to say. You know. So yeah, it's. And I, I, I got a really quick, funny story about that. I was, um, I was going to this, this, the school in the military. Like I said, I was air force for for the most part. I, I I had it pretty good. And and there are some bad dudes in the military. There's a couple, there's some, some groups in the military, like 
pararescue combat control guys, these are the baddest dudes out there. Like they are legit. And, uh, I wasn't one of those, but I was going through a class, <laughs> right. And, and, and it was, it was, um, uh, it was some really tough guys teaching this class. It was army, some army SF guys. And, uh, I had been out, here we go, bad consequences of, of drinking. I'd been out two nights before, um, drinking and hiding like in these pine trees with some, some buddies. And I'd gotten, po I got poison oak. And when I say I got poison oak, I got poison oak from, from my neck all the way down to my toes. Like I was covered in the stuff. So I had it so bad. I, I was on something called a bivouac. You're out there for like four days at a time. And they, they brought me in from the field and they gave me a shot of Benadryl and a shot of cortisone. And, uh, sent me back out to the field and this, this, this guy is teaching a class. He's like six, four, probably two fifty, ripped. He's got a gold tooth. He was just a mean <laughs> looking dude. And I'm falling asleep because I got this shot. So this stuff in me and it's making me really tired. And he sees me falling asleep and he calls me out uh, in front of everybody. And he just, I mean, he tears into me and then he puts the, he has me put my my hands out in front of me, straight out in front of me. He lays a M16 across my, um, like near my wrist, right? So I'm 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 holding the weight up, and he says, uh, "You're gonna hold this until I tell you to stop." And as I'm holding, he goes, "Why were you falling asleep?" I said, "Well, I got poison oak really bad, and they gave me a shot of uh, something for you." He goes, "What they give you?" I said, "Cortisone and, and Benadryl." He goes, oh man, he snatched the gun off out of my hands. He goes, I had that shit like two months ago because I couldn't keep my eyes open. <laughs> and he sent me back. He goes, he goes, just do your best. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, he, there you go. The guy, the guy knew exactly what it was actually like and it completely changed everything. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like with Benadryl, especially, it's just like, especially a shot of it, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you're not, you're out, you're, you're done, yeah. you're done for the day. I, you know, it's yeah. just, that's tough, yeah. but at least, uh. Yeah, I would have expected that story to take a different turn, honestly. With a yeah, me too. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> but no, I mean that's awesome. You served uh, five years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you ever deployed? Um, I mean, I was. So this is this is pre nine eleven. So I spent time over in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. Um, I was over in Turkey for a little over a year, but um. So I, I, I mean, I, we, we really just call them either TDYs. It wasn't like a deployment, like guys go on deployment. Now it's a little, it was a little bit different, but yeah, I spent time in the desert. If that's, if that counts, I, I slept in some tents. I think and, that counts. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's good enough then. I have never been in the desert, so you've done more than me in all honesty. <laughs> it was some of the best times of my life though. Yeah. Have oh, you yeah. ever, uh, you ever thought of going back or, I mean, obviously nope. not now, but back then. Um, yeah, so I got out in 2000, I was living out in California and 9-11 happened and I was, I was putting in, um, <laughs> I was putting in those like big metal security doors. Like you'll see in some not very nice neighborhoods, like it's almost like a screen door, but it's like thick and metal. Yeah. Yeah. Those um, like storm doors almost. Yeah. Like security doors is yep. what they call them. And I was, I was a contractor doing that for a home Depot. So I would load up doors and then go into like the ghettos of Sacramento and, and put in the storm doors. And then nine 11 <clears throat> happens. I was, uh, I was driving and, uh, I was listening to Howard Stern. I hear like, it's starting. Everything's first, the first, uh, plane hits the, the world trade center. And then the second one. And 
um, I had just gotten out. Yeah. And I felt like I was missing out and I really wanted to go back. And actually I did go back in the army for, for a small amount of time. Um, but now, now I'm, I, you know, I'm older now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Those, those days are over. I still, I still do public service and I'm still support those guys as much as possible. I still have a lot of the guys I was in with are all getting out now. This is the time everybody's getting out. But, um, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just podcast now. No, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this this it's been how long? How long we've we been going at this? Yeah. So JT, man, it's been it's been great talking to you. Um, yeah, you think I could get on yours anytime soon? Oh hell yeah, dude! We'll get you. We'll get you on the consequence of having anytime you want, man. We'd love to have you for on. sure. Uh, I don't think I could do next week just because, um, you know, I, I sent out that thing on, uh, on, uh, what was it Reddit mm-hmm. and I got a bunch of people scheduled for next week as well. So I, I cool. think we're, we might have to shift it to like end of the month maybe, but sure, uh, we'll, sure, we'll keep man. in touch for sure, man. You got any shout outs or anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, no, man, I'll just say, Hey, if anyone wants to check out what I've got going on there, just, um, I'm on on all of them, you know, Apple and Spotify and, and Stitcher and any of those. And that's a consequence of habit. If you want to see just some small clips or check out the social media side, it's uh, it's just consequence of habit on Instagram. Um, I'm on, f- I have a Facebook and a Twitter, but I don't really touch it. But uh, if you have any questions or anything, hit me up, hit me up on, uh, on, on Instagram and, and I try to get back to uh, anybody who, who reaches out, but. Other than that, man, I just appreciate you having me on, Max. For sure, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, again, guys, JT, Consequence of Habit. You can follow him on uh, Instagram, Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. Uh, Twitter, I don't use my Twitter, so <laughs> you're doing more I than I, I am. Um, yeah, anywhere you can find my podcast, I'm sure you can find his. It's a great listen. I actually listened to a couple of them, um, and I'll probably continue to listen to them as they come out. But JT, man, it's been great having you, and uh, thank you for coming on the on the show. All right, man. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Have a good one, guys. Oh wait, I forgot my I forgot my sign off. My sign off. I can't remember. It's been so long. What was it? Uh. Uh-uh. Get out there. Get hungry. And good luck. I didn't mess up.